Hey guys, before this episode, I have a quick message from one of our sponsors. Hello everyone and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Mizrak. And today we are joined by Loudoun United forward, Wesley Leggett. Wesley, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. Excited to be here. Happy to be here. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day. And, you know, before we get into your Loudoun United career, when did you first start kicking around a soccer ball? Uh, my earliest memories kicking a ball probably was, I think, when I was five years old. So, like, I have an older brother, five years older than me, like, almost six years older than me. But everything I did, I kind of just kind of mimicked him. So, when he got playing when he was young, I wanted to do the same thing, kind of be like him. So, that kind of started my early kicking around days. So, I started when I was about five, yeah. Now, growing up, did you play any other sports too, or was it just always soccer for you? No, I played a lot. I played a lot of other sports. I, I like, I was a really active kid, so, uh, it was always mainly soccer. But I played basketball. Uh, I played basketball like pretty competitively. But then I played like other other sports here and there. Like I played like tennis here and there, and ran track here and there. But it was always soccer. Like that was my main priority. But definitely, it was good to be active as a kid, and you also learn other things through other sports to help you with your main sport, which I learned. So that was good. What was one of those things that you learned from a different sport that kind of carried over to soccer? So like if you're playing basketball to soccer, you learn like more agility side to side that can help in basketball. And also like when you're doing like those slides, like if you're trying to like cover a man, like also like the way you'd box out, you can box out like that and try to do that for like defending corners or certain situations in soccer. But you also learn footwork, the footwork that you can learn in soccer through those cone drills and stuff can translate to basketball, like vice versa. And you see like a lot of them basketball players like Embiid and all of them who played soccer growing up, like to see the translation. So now, yeah, you learn a lot. You had a pretty good, you know, youth career. You were named prep player of the year. What's it like getting an accolade like that? I mean, I couldn't really do done that without my teammates, but yeah, back then and in high school, it was it was a fun time, and you just love putting on for your school, and I just had a great teammates that would get me in those good situations, and I just capitalized my situations, and it's always a great achievement to win stuff like that, and I think we won. We won a, a state championship during my time there, so it was a great time. That's, like, the most important thing, but those accolades in there, it was a great feeling, especially for the hard work that we've done. Was there ever, you know, a, a favorite moment back in that high school career? Was it that state championship that you just talked about? I think for high school soccer, it had to be the state championship because it's like you work all season and then you finally get something at the end of it that's just, like, icing on the cake. And then, obviously, like, scoring the – the 22 goals winning prep play of the year is great, but winning the championship is just like, that's what you were. That's your goal. Those are all like bonuses that you chase, like during your goal on your way there. But once you got them, once you went in, you hoist the trophy up. There's like no better feeling than that. Yeah. Now kind of going along with that, you were also a two time ECNL all American. So how was it to receive yeah. that honor? Not once, but twice. Um, That was fun. That was a great time. And like I said, that all, happens with my teammates my teammates we were very successful team with match fit didn't really I can't even really remember losing that much we probably lost maybe two or three games in in the span of two years so like our team was very solid 
and I had a lot of teammates that would help me that play also collegiate level soccer as well. And I just couldn't do it without them. But when it comes down to like getting those accolades, like I said, it's so it was it was nice. You know, it's always a good confidence boost to get stuff like that. And it's also just a great feat to to have. But like I said, couldn't do it without my teammates, but also very proud and happy to to receive those honors. I'm grateful for those for. You spent a bulk of your college career at St. John. So can you kind of delve into that and what went into that decision? Yeah, so a lot of people may not know, too, on top of me spending a lot of time at St. John's, I went to UConn before, and just things didn't really work out the way I wanted to as far as me trying to um, see playing time. So it happens. You always got to – a career is never going to be, like, just linear or just straight. It's going to be, like, times where you have to adjust. So I think that was a time that was a hard moment for me, especially going from, like you said, ECNL Player of the Year, all those accolades from there. And coming in and not really playing as much as you desire, that's definitely something that like hurts a little bit. But then you just gotta like work hard and get into those situations to get make sure you are on the field. So then when I got to St. John's from UConn, you know, I just focus on the things I had to work on the most things. And I think that each year I could say I got better and I was pivotal to my improvement to being where I am now and hopefully for the future, because like you have to try to just keep improving each time you you work in every single time but St. John's we had it was a great team like every year we had there especially my junior year and my sophomore year we both made the tournament but our junior year we made the tournament went to the second round we lost to one of the better teams of the tournament Oregon State who were the one seed uh that team we had a lot of people who were playing pro overseas or even in the MLS or even in the USL with me so I just think it goes to shows like the teammates I was playing with were very, very good. And it just, my time at St. John's was great. Very successful teams at each and every year. So um, I'm grateful for that experience and happy I got to, to go through that, especially in college. St. John's and UConn are both in the Big East. So, you know, while you're at St. John's, you get to play yeah. against some of the guys that you were with yeah. at UConn. Yes, yeah, funny enough. So you, it's actually so funny when I was at UConn, we were actually in the, AAC at the time and then they switched into the Big East my sophomore year so like I got to play like my roommate so it was so funny actually my roommate got a red card against me so it's we still <laughs> laugh about that now like we're still very close we talk almost like uh, by uh, like a few times a week but it's so funny like looking back on that but yeah you got you always want to like go and score against your old team and win against your old team so I got to do that my sophomore year but it, it was so funny you just walk in it's it's just more to the game. Like it's like you just circle it. The minute I was I was like, yo, this game is the game I'm waiting for. Then we got to play them with all the fans in the new stadium. Yeah, like we got to play them a lot of times and I'm glad I got the edge on them though. So Yeah, well, you know, playing in college, you were also playing with the USL League Two side in Real Central New Jersey. So mm -hmm. kind of what was that kind of like doing both of those teams, playing for both of those teams? Um it's, it was a great it was a great experience. I love my time with Real Central Jersey. And the thing is that Helps it. It's a summer league with a lot of top college players that just come in the area. So you're playing a lot of guys. You're playing with and against a lot of college players that are uh, top collegiate players at top universities. So I think that's good. That that's a good thing to have too, especially because when you go through your season, some people go through the summer kind of lose fitness and kind of lose a little bit of their game, and then come back into preseason to work it all back in. But the great thing about that was you play top quality teams, and then you 
next thing you know, you're playing the whole summer. So then you come back to preseason for your your designated school and you're just back in form, back in shape, especially if you have a good USL season coming in. I think it prepared me a lot for that junior year because I played sophomore year and I had a good season. Then we went into our junior year, had a great year. So the USL two, my time at Real Central was great. We had a good team. We consistently got better. The team is getting better. They're going to have a good year this year. And yeah, it helped me going into transition into my college season. So that was a fun time too, for sure. With that being kind of regional to where you are back home, did you get to play against or with any guys that you played back with in high school? Yeah, so it's funny. I played with um three kids I played on my match for team with, so it was great to play with them again. It was, And then it was like they see a different side of me because we haven't played together in nearly three years. So they see, like, the improvements in my game, which I try to do. And I just think it's just funny to – like that that happens like you leave each other then you come back and you like kind of like learn each other's tendencies or you still know it from back then but yeah we I played against a lot of kids from my old match for team and I played with a lot of kids that I knew so it was a great time especially being like 10 minutes from my house it was always easily accessible you got to do what a lot of kids dream of and you got to sign a professional contract <laughs> with Loudoun County like we talked about you know, what sure. was that moment like? What was the emotion when you finally got to, you know, say, hey, I got this dream of mine? It's it's life changing. You don't even really see it into the moment because I remember you work your whole life. I've been playing since I was five, like I said previously, and you work your whole life dedicated to this one goal. Then you reach the goal and then it's just a surreal feeling. It's like, wow, like you you're happy but you want to get to work you don't want to stay complacent in it so it's like one of those things where I, like i was so excited and then the first thing after i was like so happy excited then you're like now nah, i just can't wait to play now i can't wait to like this now i can't wait to do this and it's just like you want to constantly build off it but yeah putting the pen to the paper was by that's up there for one of my favorite moments with the sport at least for now my first professional contract i think that's a exciting time yeah for sure yeah, and kind of going along with that, you recently just scored your first USL goal. So kind of what was that moment like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's it was fun. It was a crazy feeling because it's like you also, like I said, you wait for those moments. You kind of just, like I said, my teammates put me in great situations and I just try to be in the right spots to, to finish the chances that they give me. And once those, I trust myself being in those situations to, to bury the ball because it's no different than I've done my whole life but you're just playing with better players that can do things more consistently and help you out more consistently. And I'm grateful for them, but yeah, scoring my first goal was, it was electric. I, I loved it. And it was against a team that was, that's still top in our conference. So uh, I was, it was, it was a fun time. I was, it's, it's like you, you just, it's a feeling I can't explain. I just love, you just want to keep trying to, to get that feeling, but it was, it was exciting. And especially getting to get the win after that too was, it was great. You mentioned, you know, the the better quality players that you're playing with at the USL mm -hmm. Championship. What differences other than quality have you noticed between college and the championship? Um, quality, like you said, there's physicality. Kids, the guys are older, so it's like they just have like a little more experience to them. I think that's a big thing, experience. Um, it's just like you kind of the manage your emotions, manage everything like you kind of normally do in college, but I would just say people are physically bigger, 
Um, they're more experienced because they've done it for a long time. Like some people we play are older, like in their 28s, like 30s. So they've been around a while. I just think another thing you learn is just like, just like, like I said, you just learn like different styles of play. But I think with the players you have and I have around me, I think it helps me adapt to it a lot easier because a lot of the people I have I had a lot of pro experience. So they're kind of just instilling in me a lot of different stuff. So I feel like at an earlier age, I'm kind of just developing a, a better maturity about the game to help me kind of propel through the season. You know, we mentioned, you know, you, you achieving a dream and like signing a professional contract, but going mm-hmm. beyond that, what goals do you have not only for yourself, but for your team as well? Like when I first signed, say that one more time, sorry. Uh, Whenever you like, you know, you signed your professional contract with sure. a black knight. So kind of what goals do you have for yourself and, you know, the team? Oh, for myself, um, for myself, I just want to help the team as much as I can um, win games, whether that's like scoring and assists, making good runs for my teammates to get into positions to score and help my team, whether that's just constantly running, holding the ball up, like little things you can do in the game. I just want to try to influence the game as much as I can and affect the game to help us win as many games as possible. Like scoring is always great. I always want to score as much as I can and assist as much as I can. But win as much games as we can and get to the playoffs is our main goal. First season, first for my first season to make the playoffs and um to make the playoffs and be the first time in our club history and go far in the open cup. I think that's something I want to do as especially in my first season. I feel like that's a testament to our team and a testament to just me helping the team as much as I can. Going along with goals, you know, obviously being a forward you score a lot of them. But if you sure. had to pick a cool, you know, your favorite way to possibly have a dream goal, whether it's a bicycle kick, a scorpion <laughs> kick, what would you go with? What would you want to see yourself score? Um, That's a great question. Like, either definitely a bike is up there. A bike is for sure a dream. I think – I don't think I've ever scored a bike yet. I've tried so many times, messed up a couple of times. But a bike is definitely up there and, like, or just, like, a – Top of the box, just rip one up or 90. Just, I think that's up there too. But they all count the same. But yeah, a bike would be legendary. I feel like that's something everyone dreams of. You just see that for sure. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, a, a pregame routine or something you have to do or music that you always listen to or even a meal pre game <laughs> day, do you have anything that you always have to do? Um, it's funny that you say that because, like, our team, we talk a lot about, like, the gambler's fallacy and, like, have superstition versus routine. I would say I'm not really that superstitious, but I would say um, a routine I do is kind of I eat, like, chicken and pasta before every game at a certain time before the game for, for myself. And I would say another thing I do is as far as music, I think I'd have to listen to it. It depends before I get there. Like, if I have my headphones in, I like to listen to calmer music, like either Afrobeat or probably just, like, R&B. Something a little calmer, but it's, like, early because I don't need to get that hyped up. But then when it gets, like, an hour, 30 minutes before we're about to go out, I think I need, like, some rap, some Drake, some some Meek Mill, some, some J. Cole, everything that can get me going. And then as far as, like, I wouldn't say, like, I'm superstitious, but, like, for me, it's, like, if... It's a little superstition, but like if I'm playing well and I like, I'm very into comfort. Like if these boots are comfortable, I don't care if they're to the point of death where the cleats are almost ripping apart, I'm still going to wear them. 
if they're comfortable, they're comfortable to me, though. You mentioned all those artists. If you had to pick one artist or one song to listen to pregame, what song are you queuing up? Oh, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Like, it's so, like, I wouldn't even want to say basic, but I feel like queuing up before the game, like, you got to go with, like, a Dreams and Nightmares. Like, you got to. Like, I feel like that's a safe pick, but it, it just never misses, though. It doesn't. Definitely a classic. Yeah. So whether, it being, oh, sorry. so whether it be in the soccer world or just life in general, who are some of your role models? For for soccer? Yeah. Um definitely Terry Henry. Terry Henry is my favorite player. And that's Terry Henry, I would say there's two. So Terry Henry is my favorite player of all time. He's like a player I've looked up since I was little. Surprisingly, I'm a Chelsea fan. I know we're playing terrible right now, but like I'm a Chelsea fan and Drugba is my second favorite player, but Taron Ree, I just used to watch him. I remember my parents said, you need to watch this forward when I was little. They're like, you need to watch this forward um, when he was playing on the French national team. And I started watching him and I just like loved the way he played. He was like kind of elegant in the way he played. He did everything. He assisted, he finished, he ran in behind. He was rapid. So I tried to model my game as much as I can after him. And that's like my favorite player. I got to meet him when I was little and I was eight and it was crazy. I hope he, if he sees this, I'll tell him exactly like he sees this. I remember um, we were, it was like he was playing for Red Bulls and it was like a player's parking lot for Philadelphia Union. And I still have his autograph now, but I went up to the car, he signed it. And then I was like, okay, cool. And I looked at his autograph and I don't even know why when I was little, it was like a circle. And I was thinking autographs only had to be like your full name. So I went back and I remember I went back and got the autograph and I was like, okay. Then said so kids were pushing me and stuff. And he was like, guys, stop pushing or I'm going to leave. And I was like, he like started talking to me. He's like, you good? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. I was like, can I sign this? He's like, sure. And then I remember I was like, I'm trying to be like you one day. And he was like, no, try to be better. And then he just rolled up his window and kind of left right after that. And I was like, dude, this guy's a legend. But, And then I'd say Marcus Rashford's another player that I like to watch because not only because I used to watch him when he was in the academy, but not only because of what he's doing now, just how he deals with himself. He's performing really well and how he's dealt with himself mentally after his like PK miss and after he didn't really have the best of form and now he's on the top of his game. I think he just is someone I just look up to because he's very talented and he just – shows the mental side and how you have to lock in and kind of be on your mental game as well as your physical game. And now look at him, he's killing it. But yeah, those are all players. Drugba, uh, Drugba, Marcus Rashford, Terry Henry, and then also I like Ronaldo's work ethic. That helps a lot too. But those are those are probably the players I would say. You talk about being a Chelsea fan and I, I can't imagine it's probably <laughs> not too easy. They're a little off form. All right, man. But, you know, say say you were in charge. What what would you do to turn that team around? It's hard. They just have a lot of good players. I think that's the hardest thing. I think <laughs> um, if I'm a player, the people that want to leave, you got to let them go, kind of. But I think we have to. Sometimes we're just not really defending that well. Like, And I think if we're not going to score goals, we might as well just defend with our lives because if you don't, if you don't, if we don't concede goals, we won't lose games. So, um, I don't know. I just think 
we have a lot of players. I just think we got signed so many players, and it's always hard the first season when you sign a bunch of players new from different teams to just make it work. So I think this summer, next season, when we get, like, uh, I heard we're getting Nkuku from Leipzig. When we get him and we get our, like, whole midfield set up and the people leave, that one leave, and then we get our midfield and everything set up, and I think that's when I'll be like, okay, I can judge it because then that's going to be, like, a year they're all with each other, but. I think we're going to do well next year. But, yeah, sad scene from this year, man. It was a tough watch. It was tough, man. I know one of the big controversies, you know, for Chelsea fans has been whether they play Kepa or Mendy. Do you have an opinion on that? <laughs> Which one would you play? Dude, it's weird. Kepa, Kepa's balling, honestly, at times. But it's like Mendy's one at it's just confidence because Kepa was doing what Mendy is doing now. And then when Mendy was playing – Mendy was on top of his game and Kepa was poor. So I just think you just got to – I don't even know who I'd play. I think if you want to possess the ball more in the back, which we looks like we're trying to do, then you want to have Kepa in the net because Kepa's better with his feet than um than Mendy. But Mendy's a better shot stopper. But I think every game calls for a different thing. So, like, if we want to possess more of this game, put Kepa. But they're both quality keepers, man. They Mendy starts for Senegal, leads them to AFCON. And then Kepa's starts for Spain here and there. So you also mentioned you go know, wrong with you there. I I can't decide. You also mentioned Joel Embiid, you know, earlier talking about a player that, you know, plays soccer and has good footwork. You mm-hmm. follow the NBA any bit or just, you know, some of those they, guys? Yeah, NBA. So it's funny. I watch soccer first, NBA second, then tennis third. So like I think uh yeah i'm a big i'm a big it's weird my team is the chicago bulls you wouldn't even guess it it's weird i'm a derrick rose fan i love derrick rose it's like my favorite player for basketball like ever so that's like why i'm a a bulls fan i'm a big derrick rose fan yeah kind of go back to the premier league for a second so me uh, so i'm an everton fan jr's a leicester fan but oh my god you guys are down bad just like us man yeah, I know, but, but but if you have to pick three teams who are getting relegated at the end of the year, who who do you have? <laughs> What's the bottom of the table right now? It's um, South surely Everton. No, seventeenth right now. We're one we're one spot out somehow. I think you guys are gonna make it back in there. I don't know, man, but they're not gonna. I don't want to see Leeds go down, man. I can't. They got all our Americans there. I want them to do well. You said wait, what was it? What was it there again? Southampton, Leeds, and Leicester right now in that order from twenty to eighteen. Well, Southampton's gone. They yeah. might as well just get down there and get ready for next year. Um, I don't see Leicester going down either. But yeah. I think it's going to be Everton and Leeds, man. Right. I don't want to, but I just think those clubs are too big to go down. But I think. Those are gonna. I think that's gonna happen, for yeah. sure. You're pretty happy with yourself right now. <laughs> I'm happy. We're not going. We're nowhere near no more after this win against Bournemouth. I'm happy. You're safe. You're safe. <laughs> after that win, we're okay, man. <laughs> yeah, but so obviously, you know, being being playing professionally, you know, takes up a lot of your time. But if you have any free time, you know, what are some of your hobbies? You're just like, what do you like to do for fun? Um. I like to, with me and my friends and my team, we kind of go out and have some dinners here and there. I like kind of just going around shopping, thrifting. Um, They recently got me into hiking. 
So I think that's pretty cool. Uh, I didn't think that I would start liking that, but we did the hike near the Potomac and it was nice. And then it's weird, like for hobbies, I also like playing other sports. I obviously can't do it as much because like for health benefits, but like I used to love playing basketball. I haven't played basketball that much, but I also love playing tennis. Like I love playing tennis, but I haven't got the chance to play as much as I used to. And I also, I'm a big gamer. I'm not going to lie. I play I play uh, a lot of uh, FIFA and 2K, especially 2K. All right. All right. All right. I got one last question here for you. So, you yeah, know, no whether it's a, it's a kid or someone that's in college looking to take that next step and take soccer a little more seriously, get to where you are, what advice would you give them? The biggest advice I would give to someone is the advice I always got was to continually just keep working hard. I think um, work ethic is probably the base of everything, too, on top of your mental and on top of what you do with yourself. I think if you work hard and work at something, you're going to you can beat someone who's more talented, maybe more talented than you, because there's people that are more talented, but don't put in the work. And then that ultimately affects them. But I would say keep working, work on your game as much as possible. I would say a thing that you need to do is understand, like, mentally, a career is never going to be. I think people see these athletes and you think it's just going to be, boom, they don't go through stuff. But a career is always going to be up and down. So know that there's going to be adversity. And when you get adversity, that's when you push through and get to those moments even more. Because I had adversity, obviously not playing as much. But then you just got to, it happens, it's life. And then you got to prove yourself why you should be playing. So do the extra work after training on top of your training. And just kind of keep um just keep working at it. I think that's the the sole base of it all. All right. Well, you know, like I mentioned, that was the last question we have for you. So, you know, once again, thank you for taking some time out of your night here and talking with me and Ethan and sharing your story. <laughs> Appreciate you. Of course, man. Appreciate you guys. Thanks you guys for having me. Yeah, You're welcome. Me. Ethan, would you like to hit us with the outro? Of course. Over Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Miserak. We're signing off. Hey guys, Ethan Jer. Thank you for listening to this episode of Double FM Sports. Jer is now going to talk about a partnership we've recently started with Made by Live. Made by Live is a local clothing design brand here in my college town of Morgantown, West Virginia. They make shirts with some of your favorite West Virginia athletes on them for a bargain of a price. Be sure to head over to the Instagram at made.by.live with two V's today. Once again, thank you for listening to this episode and make sure to check Made by Live out.